Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's, um, where, what is it? It's Thursday. It's Wednesday here. Um, but you're getting this a day. You guys know the drill. I don't need to say this every time, but happy Thursday to you. The week's almost over. Um, I am sitting here in my dad's home office in St. Louis, Missouri with my good friend and, uh, opening comic for this first run of shows after quarantine, um, hit. First shows I've done in 97 days, we figured out. Was that it? Um, I'm here with, uh, he drove all the way from Bloomington, Indiana. He's open for me a ton. I've probably known him like a year and a half now. Is that how long? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but he's one of my favorite people. It's uh, Emil Joachim. You've been Hello. on the show before. Welcome back. Have, yeah, I'm returning. Yeah. Well, you've been on a bunch. It might be five five or six at this I, point. I think so. You always um, you always do a good job in this. You know, it's we'll see about this one. <laughs> uh, I um, thank you for coming into town to do these shows. I mean, what else were you doing, really? Literally you just graduated right. college. I know. And you were supposed that. to move to New York, like right <laughs> uh, out of college, yeah. right? Were you supposed to be in New York in like May? I was supposed to be there currently right now. Oh, buddy. Okay. I had a place. I had every, I mean, it was did? I had a place in Brooklyn. I was living with comics. Like it was going to be, oh, it was going to be like, God. I was going to be living the life. You really, I told you this last night, but you were like your type of comedian. You like, er, like early twenties, just on the brink of like really setting out on your own and, and digging into stand up as like your career are all are the ones I thought of so much when this first hit of being like, boy, you, there's just nothing. You can't get good right now. No. My dad's like asking me if I want to go to grad school, like genuinely. <sighs> and what is your response? No, but After it's so last funny. Night, I mean, okay, we yes, did a seriously. show last night. We did a live <laughs> show last night. First live show back. Um, I don't know how you're feeling about it. Uh, and I'd like to add, I mean, I, I think I do. How did you feel? I mean, there's no way I'm going to listen to my set. Right. It felt fine. And I got off and I was like, I think I blacked out a little bit and I was just really trying to focus on things and like, don't forget this line. I was more, mostly in my head, but yes. there's no way I want to hear how it went. Cause on stage I was like, it went fine. I had, I had some highs yeah. and I was like, Oh, I think this bit worked. And like some of it was new and I was like, those worked, but I don't want to like actually go back and like listen to me, like fumbling through a new thing. So you usually listen to your set though. No, I mean, st I'm still bad at that. Yeah, I've n I never do that. So but I still will. If I kill, I'll be like, oh, I don't mind listening to that to be like, how did that work? But like, if I know that I kind of stumbled through something, I'm like, oh, I don't want oh, to fucking man, listen I don't to even that. listen to when I kill. And it's, it's a hard thing because the places I kill and I'm like, oh, I want to go back and hear how I did that. It's in, it's couched in a bunch of shit I don't want to hear. Yeah. So I'd rather just not even look at any of it. It's, I realize like I cannot... Me as a I will not be as good of a stand up in this climate. Like I can't be. I need reps. I don't I don't work as much off stage as I do on stage. And if I'm not getting on stage, I just told my dad this morning I'm like I'm I think I might quit stand up until it's like totally open again because I can't become better. I only want to work at this if I can become better. I don't mean to compare myself to Jordan because, but you all know listening that I'm obsessed with the, the last dance and I learned so much from Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wouldn't have gone into the finals not having played basketball for three and a half months. Right. He wouldn't do it. He needs to, and he wouldn't then play basketball games 
for that meant a lot once every month. Like these gigs that I'm getting are coming in once I do three shows once a month. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to get good. The third show of the weekend might be, you know, 70% better than the first show, but then a month later I'm back to square one. There's no momentum. Yeah. So I don't see, and I just felt like there's a lot of factors going on. First of all, people want to be out. It's so great that people came out. I sold out the show, which, you know, it's half capacity. So it's not as impressive as it sounds, but still I was like very flattered. People wanted to go out. Um, everyone doesn't know if this is the right thing to do. And there's yeah. like an edginess in the room of, right. that isn't like comedy edginess. Like we're doing, like you were saying it's last like, night. It's like, we're all, it felt like we were in a gay bar in the eighties. Like it was, it felt like everyone was kind of this like underground, like speakeasy. We were like, I think in the 80s, gay bars were okay. <laughs> yeah, it was more like in the fifties or forties, fifties. Yeah. Sure. It felt like a speakeasy. Yeah. There was like a password but you had to use. it wasn't cool and fun. It was like, we're all flirting with death. Yeah. 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 And are we being socially, irresponsible the thing is you joke about that even a little bit and everyone gets tense because no one feels really that okay with it no one's a hundred percent on board with what they're doing in that club yeah everyone that's not wearing a mask is like acting like they don't they're like i don't wear a mask i don't need to put in the back of the head they're saying that just because they're like fuck i might maybe i should everyone should be wearing a mask the problem is if you ask people to wear a mask at a show then the club can't sell food or drink because you can't drink and eat with uh, a mask on, obviously. Sure. I mean, you can. My dad was like, you could lift the mask up. I'm like, people don't want to eat chicken wings by lifting a mask. It's just not. So you either do a show where the club is making already no money on tickets or half the money that they would make on tickets for capacity, and you take away food and drink. So you have to have it unmasked in a closed environment with spaced out tables. But it's probably not the right way to do it. Yeah. Everyone should probably be wearing a mask. I think I'm going to say tonight... If you want to put on your mask right now, fucking do it. I'm not going to judge you, and you're honestly probably smarter than the rest of us. I was thinking about because that. Because peer pressure. Yes, that's exactly what, It feels like we're all like 13 again, and it's like a style thing. Like, no one wants to be the only one wearing a mask. Yes. I've done that. I've gone to the grocery store, and I've seen people, like, not wearing their masks, and I swear to God, I, like, caved. Like, I had it in my pocket, and I was like, well, yeah. am I going to look like a dork? Like, I really was like, is it not cool to wear one? And then I walked in, and everyone was wearing one. I was like, all right, you're an idiot. Put it on. It's so – but you only wanted to put it on when you saw everyone was yes. wearing it. Yeah. Even last night we were walking in the club, and, and you were like, oh, I'll just leave it in the car. Because it did seem like, well, who cares? We're going to be backstage. We're and we're like, already doing a show with no masks. And like, you and I already came to, in the uh, a car together. Sure. Like, we're going to be in the green room together in a closed space. But, like, we're fine. But – then we got in there and everyone's wearing a mask and it's like, you were like, I'm going to go back and get my mask. But yeah. it was like only because everyone else was. But people right. need to wear masks. Like that's just what it comes down to is that masks really do protect us. But I wish they were more clear about what kinds of masks. Like we all agree to a certain type. We all agree like someone just needs to be in fucking charge and tell us what to do. If only we had someone, a leader. It's so <laughs> wild that no one knows what to do. But I just, I don't know. And I felt like none of the stuff that I was working on material wise back in March, I don't care about it anymore. Like, I just don't, I'm not, I have to write a whole nother act, which I'm going to do because I, I was telling you last night, like, I just can't get on stage and talk about things I don't care about. It's like, I, it's like singing a, a song that you don't relate to, like uh, you want, but I guess singers just suck it up and they're like, where was I when I wrote, I will always love you. Like I need to re enter that space emotionally. And I guess I could just like summon 
right. where I was when I'm like, I hate wearing makeup, but it's like, I, how am I going to bitch about wearing makeup when I haven't worn makeup for three months? Right, I guess right, I right. can restructure it and be like, it's great to not wear makeup. Here's why I used to hate wearing makeup. But the, 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 the anger that I used to feel about my makeup isn't there. Right. I know what you mean. I had that, I had that with a bit too last night where I was like, oh, I, I didn't sell it in the way that I used to sell it. And I think that's why I was, it got like whatever six instead of an eight or whatever reaction yeah. like i was like oh like i could tell and i was like oh it's because i didn't yeah force it enough it's yeah you weren't we have to like you have to find the the moment like you have to find the emotions that you had when you wrote the joke and sometimes it's, when there's people in the audience that are scared of catching a deadly disease it's hard to have any yeah. emotions and when there's you know a civil rights movement happening <laughs> outside the door and we're like let's do some jokes and let me add it to let me add this to it we're performing in the daylight it's it, like the yeah. show is too early tonight it's even an hour earlier when we went to the club last night it was daylight doing comedy during the day even if you're in a place an underground place that looks like night it still feels weird yeah so i, I want to add that to it that these shows are too early in the summer the early show like they need to be people need comedy at night and so I think that's an added thing of why it wasn't. Uh, no one would have known that I didn't enjoy my set, but I really felt completely mediocre. And um, it's made me last night. I was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna have to sit down and write and actually really try." And like, do I have to? I have to treat this like I, when I first did stand up because when you first do stand up, you can only get on stage once a month, right? right? Sometimes, right. depending on where you live, and so you work extra hard off stage, whereas. In the past 10 years, I've only worked on stage. I didn't work at all off stage because I got on stage every night. But yeah. And that's the stuff that sucks yeah. too is the off this off stage, like in your room, you're like talking through a bit. Like that's like the it's worst painful. part to me. It's not fun. That's no, why I, I like stand-up is because I haven't had to do any work. I just right. like book shows and walk on stage and then that counts as work when it really doesn't feel like it at all. Yeah. But now it's like, oh God, stand-up's going to be work again. But it should be. Um, so we've got a show tonight. We're doing a show tomorrow too. I added a show because I was peer pressure into it by the the cook at the end of the night <laughs> he's like girl make that paper i'm like it's not that much paper i'm making but you know what i want to make paper for you guys because the staff like hasn't worked in right. months and so i think it's nice for them to to work again i don't know what to feel about it my manager wrote me this morning was like how was it and i was like it was weird and I don't know that I feel okay about it. And if I am responsible for anyone's COVID death, I'm really sorry. And I hope my jokes about boys not texting me back was worth it. It'll um, ease you on your deathbed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they were hot. The crowd was like hot from the start. That's, that's how eager everyone was to like live again. Yeah, they were good. You went up and took the bullet, which was like, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, oh my God, going out there, not knowing what the vibe is at all. I know. It's so very much, scary. Were so you much terrified? Anxiety. Oh my God, so much. Yeah, you got off stage. You were like sweating. I was sweating my ass off. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I don't know, you know, because people are like, do you get nervous? And it's like, no, not really. After no, how many times don't. you do it, you don't. But then last night I was like, oh my God, it's like the first time I did it. I know. Last mind. night I didn't take the mic out of the stand for like 30 minutes. I noticed that. I've never not done that. I didn't know if that was like a power thing. I was like, oh, she's like waiting. She, it's like a control. No, like, it was I'm not me even. not knowing how to move on stage anymore <laughs> i'm like i couldn't I, it was so bizarre and then as soon as i took the mic out i was like oh yeah this is how it feels right um my dad is about to leave to go perform at a nursing home um he's going to be playing music uh outside the windows of a nursing home in the parking lot going room to room and he's bringing like a little acoustic um or a little um handheld amp and he's wearing it on himself to play 
and I called the local news teams and they're all coming out to, to cover him. At least one local news team, shout out Mike Bush um, at, at uh, forget the name, Channel 5, Channel 4, Channel 5, fuck. And then um, the local newspaper is going to also cover it. And so we're going to go see that. I want to go check with him real quick when he is leaving so that we don't miss him and um, where I'm supposed to go. So we'll be right back after I talk to my dad. My dad is, um, we, yeah, we're going to go watch him perform. Um, sorry to like make you go do this, but we have nothing else to do. No, I mean, I guess good. we could write stand up. <laughs> we can work we on just, our crap. <laughs> I just try to fill my day with anything else, right. but like actually working on things. Um, after the show last night, we went back to your Airbnb and hung out and like we're smoking weed on your like balcony area. And you might have seen on my Instagram a gigantic, not a gigantic, a tiny possum. It was a gigantic animal. It was a huge, we thought it was a squirrel, I think, because it was climbing. No, I knew instantly at first what it was because I saw it first and I just go, Emil, look. And there was so a, a possum that was um, scaling this brick wall. <laughs> And it wasn't, I didn't know what it was trying to get to. No idea. It was trying to break into an apartment or something. We were two third, stories up too. Like we were it two was, stories up. it was so far from anything that it I've ever seen. It was just a baby a that was do. making a mistake, you know, yeah. like it was, it was just doing a dumb thing. It probably thought it was a tree, I guess. But like, I really was like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. But then I was like, whoa, this is maybe a possum is a sign of something. Like right. if, cause this is not just like, oh, I crossed a possum. What does that mean? And I don't really look into like spiritual meanings of things right but it is kind of fun to be like what does a possum mean and what did i it, i looked it up and it meant like people are trying to get you yeah, or like something someone's gonna like trade like tra be a traitor towards you or something sign yeah someone's gonna yeah someone's going to uh betray you or sign let's see native american sign i mean it, it means you're taking out the trash. It's like an apparently. omen. No, <laughs> and then, um, and then Nikki and I just started fighting. Maybe a sign. Yeah. You, you backstabbed me. Yeah. We just brawled. Um, a possum encounter may be a sign that you need to protect yourself and your family against bad energy or bad people who want to take advantage of you in some way. Okay. Why, when would you not protect against that? Yeah, that's true. This just means like, hey, if someone takes advantage of you, like, don't let them because I saw a possum last night. Um, spiritual practices such as prayer and meditation can sometimes provide significant protection. God, I haven't meditated in so freaking long. Not two days. I uh, Actually, I did yesterday, but it was a short session. Are you meditating at all? No, I've tried. I can't. I yes, just, you can. I know I should I, start, but just, I can't. You can, but, but you just choose not to. <laughs> How it's often really do you do it? Every day. How hard was it in the beginning to like actually like, do, does your mind go blank? Because I feel like I would no, always just be like. No, it doesn't go blank. That's a common misconception. Oh. The whole time I'm thinking things. I'm oh, thinking I could of do that. bits. I'm planning what I'm going to eat. I'm thinking about who I need to call. Yeah, but it's still meditating. Right. And that's a common misconception that it's just your mind is like a blank slate. Like I, I, you know, some people achieve that, but that has not been my experience. But uh, it's just like, I woke up so late today. I woke up at like 12 today and now I just couldn't sleep last night. You know, <laughs> there's a lot going on last night when I got off stage. It's so weird to go on stage and then walk off stage and a comedian has been canceled <laughs> in that time. Like I walk off stage and you're like, so-and-so has been canceled. And it's just like, wait, what? And then you just go online and it's just story after story. Oh my God. I thought it was a nightmare. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my God, was that a dream that that person got canceled? And then I was like, I wonder what that person's feeling this morning. I'm <laughs> like, is that a, was that a dream? Like, it's, you know, it's funny when you had your first show back for your career. And then like, while that was happening, someone like had 
the last chance for their career. You know what, taken. If this, that would be actually a great thing that every time I walk on stage during this quarantine, <laughs> so, another comedian gets canceled because right. comedy's so hard right now. The less competition, the better. Yeah. So let's thin the herd. Maybe it's a sign. Every time I go on stage, someone gets canceled. Let's see what happens tonight. That's from the possum. That was the possum. Yes. Eliminating bad energy. Every time you get off stage, you go one less person oh in my, my realm. Bert Kreischer called me today and um, I was having breakfast at 12 o'clock and I was sitting across the table from my dad and I saw Bert Kreischer answer my phone and I almost answered happy blank is canceled day you know like yeah, yeah like because like I, f- I figured like he would be calling about that yeah and he as I go happy and he goes you're on my podcast you're on my podcast I was like <laughs> okay hi 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 but um yeah it's just like the I'm not gonna comment on it because I just don't know I mean it's just it's crazy. I'm I'm just fascinated. I'm writing a show about getting canceled um, right now with for Quibi of like if I got canceled, and I'm really interested in like how. Not I know everyone's like fuck his feelings, but I would like to know what his what's going on right now in his life. It's always interesting to me. I always wonder like what whenever they make a first comment about it, like whenever he's gonna address it, like oh. his like whatever his tweet is gonna be. It's like I always am interested. Like what are they gonna say? Yeah, because that's. That's all they've been doing the past whatever twenty four hours. Yeah, is being like, "Fuck, I gotta write this tweet or something." <laughs> like, I just yeah, I wonder what the protocol is. Like, what goes on? I wish and they'll still get shit out. There's no no apology or anything is gonna ever. No, nothing. Like when Kevin Spacey was like, "Guys, I know I did some terrible things, but like, I'm gay." Like he thought, I think he thought he was gonna be like embraced uh, by the by the gay community, and they're like, "No, you fuck." Like, yeah, I mean, there's no out that you can do. Is like, you know what? Actually, I do want to use this opportunity to say, like, no, you can't. You just have to take it. You you just but staying silent, people then just start talking shit about you staying silent. Right. Yeah, you're right. It will be very interesting. Um, we got pretty high last night. Like I was, I just stayed up so late because it was, you ground up the weed. I'm just used to smoking weed. Like just, in, I put the bushel in the pipe and I just smoke it like willy nilly. I just, I don't like take care of my drugs. Um, and you like ground it up. So I just got like very, a lot higher than I usually am. I like almost took your phone home. Oh, yeah. um, I made you listen to Bo Burnham on the ride home, which is like always a high move for me to be like, you got to listen to this and like understand. How. <laughs> you got to get it, Did you it, watch man. the thing? That, I watched oh, yeah. the full Bo Burnham special last night. You when I was did? Home. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Oh my God, I'm so glad. Okay, good. I'm so glad like good. my high ideas and, and like art projects for you actually panned out. I didn't, want, I didn't mean to give you a homework assignment because I know that like you are, I'm technically like, you want to i'm i'm sure that you i feel i felt reluctant afterwards because i'm like does he feel like he has to watch this tonight because I, i'm gonna like quiz him on it tomorrow yeah no but that like, was just you just, being high and being just, like I hope, I hope, yeah okay, okay. so always... just know that you never have to watch anything i send ever and i say if any of my friends are listening that's the same way like i won't be disappointed unless i go like you must watch this yeah which um but but yeah he i made you i sent you art is dead when he sang that song and um and then you watch the whole special. Yeah, so good. It's it was so crazy. Good. It is so good. But there's certain things that I like super get into when I'm high, and I think that Bo Burnham is one of them because I'm like, because he just talks about in that one song. I just love how he talks about the audience and how he's like, I hate you, but I fear you. I want to impress you, but I don't care about you. But I want to be true to myself. But I want to entertain you. It's like all these conflicting feelings. Yeah. Last night I only loved the audience. I was like. Thank you for being here. I'm so I I wanted to give them the best show ever, 
And I just like didn't have it in me because I couldn't remember all of my jokes. Yeah, but that we talked about that last night too because it was like when you got off stage, you were just like, oh, I, I only remember all my flaws from on stage. And I was like, I was watching. And it's like you could not tell at all. Yeah, well, that's nice of you. I just, um, yeah, I've got to work on some stuff. I came up with a couple good jokes last night because I was saying on the podcast yesterday, I always write when I'm like under pressure, like as I'm like walking on stage. And last night I came up with a couple jokes when I was in the bathroom about to go on stage and I forget what they are now. Oh, it was something about shoplifting and how like it's a high, like when you shoplift, because I was talking about like the last time I was at this mall and I'm now performing at, I was like shoplifting with my friends in high school. Yeah. And like shoplifting is such a high and, um, God damn it. I forgot what the joke was. It was something about getting high when you're, damn it. I already forgot it. That's the problem. You need to write down. Oh, I know what I did last night when we were high. I wrote down premises Yeah. and I wrote them in full. That's good. Because we were talking joke. about how, because I was going through all my notes yesterday and I'm like, what does skateboard kid mean? Like that doesn't, rem- Nikki, that doesn't mean anything. You have to write the whole joke. And that's the worst part about being, I mean, one of the worst parts about being a comedian is that like you convince yourself you'll remember stuff. Right. You write it down and then you look back at your notes and you can't. And like, so you have to actually write the whole joke yeah, down. Yeah. It's just like cousin orgy. What is this? <laughs> yes. No, that's just on your planner. <laughs> yeah. Like it's my today's agenda. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I write? Um, doing comedy in the middle of a global pandemic and a civil rights movement is the worst environment possible. Okay, that's not funny. <laughs> it's cool to pay for porn. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go off on a yeah. thing about how it's cool to pay for porn. We, I remember the one about uh, full-length porn. Oh, yeah, I pay for full-length porn. And you came and up was, with this. It's like, do women come in full-length porn? Like, is that <laughs> what guys are missing out on? Yes. I think that's a good – I think, like, that should, you should try that tonight. That is so funny. Yes. Um. Oh, and then I thought about, uh, I just need to do more jokes about getting older and feeling like, like I chipped a tooth the other day. And I'm like, is this what happens when you get old is your like bodies just starts to decay? Like, have you chipped a tooth before? I have actually. When I was a kid, yeah, my front teeth are dead. I have a post in it. Really? Yeah, I I was on a little scooter. It was like a triangle seat and it had wheels on it and it wasn't going fast. You're supposed to sit on it and like wiggle the crow. Oh yeah, I know that. So I wasn't, it wasn't going fast enough. So I put my hands on the seat and I was running behind it and there was a divot in the sidewalk and I just flipped and ate it. Both of your teeth cracked? Both my front teeth. Oh And then I have a post in like one of them. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I was like second grade. I was on so a mobility old. scooter when this happened. I'm just kidding. That's no, because yeah, yeah. that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was on. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know about shows tonight. We're going to go see my dad perform. Then the show is at 7 o'clock. I've got my ex-boyfriend coming. I've got the kid from the neighborhood coming who's bringing his, like, 20-something-year-old friends. Um, They're going to fight. What do you mean? Oh, my ex-boyfriend and the, and the, the new neighborhood kid. 18, 18. It, no, he's not minimum 18. 25. Minimum of 18. I said 17 as a joke. And I was like, no, no, minimum no, no, 18. No, no, I was no, like, no, have no to, joking about that. No, 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 jokes, no jokes. Oh my God. I just, performing in front of my ex-boyfriend, I, I actually love it because he, I don't care what he thinks because we've just known each other for so long. But, um, you know, it's just a lot of my jokes are about him. I guess not that many anymore. Um, I just have nothing to talk. I need more material about my current life. And I just thought I'd have more, but I just haven't sat down and like thought about it. Um, you, uh, you said that you last night had, uh, like 
you 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 had some because last you were in a relationship yeah and you're you're now not in one right and then last night you had a little trip back down memory lane through music it was bad i heard like a song and then i was like oh and then i went down like a rat hole and i was like listening to like an old playlist a rat hole an old rat hole wormhole a possum hole yeah, yeah a little possum hole. the rat possum made me think of that <laughs> yeah and then i was like looking at old pictures and i was like god damn it what am i doing we had it all what did i do oh no I, then i was i don't even know isn't it weird that your mind can really like convince you like and then you woke up and do you feel more clear-headed because less or are you still kind of yeah i am it. i definitely but then i was like damn like was i just suppressing those feelings like it right were they real just, when they came I out know, then? it's the worst i know but um it how long were you guys together like around a year okay yeah and so you guys you, were like saying i love you and stuff yeah, right? yeah. I, I mean i you mostly miss like the like inside jokes and like yes. i miss like the shit talking random people with them like them like like little like inside bits like sending a screenshot of like someone that we're both like, Oh my God, look at this fucking ass. Yes. Like, cause then those people still post stuff and you're like, oh, I want to send this to them. I know. And make that, that reference. We were talking about this cause you were saying that like you guys, she like blocked you on social media, which yeah. is like the move. Fair. I, Understandable. It's totally the move because yeah. it's like, you don't want to see their shit anymore. And, but it's weird that someone you could love one month and a month later they block you on things. And then you just go to nothing. It's just so hard that there isn't a more easy transition everyone should do what i do which is just break up with your ex and then keep fucking them for five years right. and then meet no one new and right. be open to nothing else but this one person who doesn't ever have plans on getting back together with you and you really don't have plans on getting back together with them but it's just easier to go back to them like it is good to just sever it i think sure. it needs to happen that way that's why i've, I've learned that, in I the can't. past because i've always been tempted to be like i should reach out to like an ex or whatever like when you like all right in the first couple of weeks especially after a breakup you're like i should just check in but it's like i have always regretted it doing it yeah because i'm like now it's making it messy and it's like unfair for them i'm like it's easier just like sever it and like or just like kill them. You know what I mean? Like that's why people like guess kill their spouses. Or yeah, their just kill them. Yeah. One of them has to kill the other because it's just like this that's is just easier for block. both of us. Right. Yeah. That's a good and I wonder if they ever get high and regret killing them. That's what, just go back like we had oh my god, I want to send her this screenshot of this meme she'd really appreciate. <laughs> and then you print it up and just go trunk. drop it on her grave. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, spousal uh, homicide is so hilarious. Uh, yeah, I got into that. I did like a whole rape chunk last night that no one really needed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, it's so funny to talk about rape. Like that used to be my edgiest bit. And now it seems almost like, yeah, no one's worried about rape right now, Nikki. Like sure, there's other right. things happening. Like, I had a meet. First of all, joke. we can't get raped because we're not leaving our house. Not, <laughs> not that like spousal rape is not happening. It's a total thing. And I give it like, don't write me and be like, rape does happen indoors. The kind of rape I'm talking about is like outdoor. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, <laughs> but it's like, it's parking lot, but no one's going to parking lots except now to see me do comedy. So watch out tonight, girls. <laughs> um, but I just did a rape chunk like five minutes into my set last night when usually I don't even do that bit unless like the crowd is really on my side right I, but i just launched into it out of nowhere last night because yeah. it feels like nothing if, if i'm not talking about something that's so explosive then nothing matters like right. i have to try to trump civil rights but it's but nothing's doing that so yeah, like, but that's the funnest part i mean that's why i was worried because i was like do they expect us to just do like oh like masks are weird you know what i mean i was yeah. like it's so it's so much more fun and important i feel like to talk about like 
there's like racial stuff going on. It's like, if you can like have a joke and you have a point behind it, it's like, I feel like that's the funnest stuff to do. And I was worried that they were going to be too sensitive about it. They were a little bit. And then you were like, you should open with that 9-11 joke you told me. And then I was like, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Honestly, it's a great joke. And I opened with it. Did you hear me yeah, tag yeah, I heard 9-11 you tagged joke? It. Yeah, yeah. Because you I did it messy. it up yeah. because, because it's a new joke and it made total sense. But Emile's 9-11 joke is perfect. And I think this is a great way to end the show is to tell you that because um, on the way to the show, we were like messing with some bits. Well, you do it. You you present it. Basically, the premise is people keep comparing it to 9-11, this whole thing to 9-11. But you need, no, here's the thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you need to set it up that this, we're out tonight. Right. Like, let's pretend we're in the comedy club. We're out tonight. And like, this is so cool that this, this has opened up again. Yeah. And this is the first time we're doing this in like four months. You're doing something. You're right. around people. How exciting. And a lot of people keep comparing this, the COVID thing to 9-11. Well, if that's the case, then- then the first tower just got hit. Yeah, let's be real with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like we are in this delusion of like, oh, the it's done. It's like, over. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're you, we're in the second tower watching, the, just being like, oh shit, that's crazy. All right, well, I got a meeting. Like that we're sucks so for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Emil, Emil did it, and it didn't. It did like probably a forty percent of what it deserved because you didn't set it up with like sure. we we're doing this too early. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're so right. It's like that is essentially what's going on here is like things are gonna shut down again. Oh, I loved what I read this last night. Um, because we haven't heard from Dr. Fauci in a really long time. But I think apparently he just made a comment like people keep talking about a second wave. Um we're still very much in the first wave. God like this me. isn't this isn't like the begin we're not out of the first one. Right. So it hasn't even dipped that low yet to even warrant calling the next thing a second wave so um we truly are in the first tower and um there, and there's possibly a building seven we don't know i still don't <laughs> but know this that. time they get the pentagon <laughs> yeah oh, yeah happen. oh my god <laughs> i'm yeah i don't know if what we're doing is good or bad but i'm just trying to play it safe i hope anyone who comes to shows is playing it safe um and just wear a mask. I really, honestly, guys, look stupid wearing a mask because you're going to be on the right side of history at the end of this. And if you're not, what, is someone going to tease you? Remember when you wore a mask for nothing? What a loser. Just be like, yeah, I was scared. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. When, when I'm in a car, this is a similar thing, and I'm going to end on this. When I'm in a car with someone and they're driving, like, in a way that scares me or whatever, and, I, and I'm sitting there being like, do I say something? Do I say something? I always go if you don't say something and then you die from their erratic driving, is it going to be worth it to get to heaven and be like, but guess what? It was pretty fucking cool. I didn't say anything when I was scared because I'm such a fucking tough ass. Like, or do you, do you then say something and then they stop and then you live, you make it there safely. Right. And then you're like, so your whole life, you're so embarrassed that you said something like just wear a fucking mask. Right. Look, uh, take a risk to look stupid or to look a little bit more cautious than you should and wear a goddamn mask, right? Preach. Preach. All right, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the podcast. Follow Emil Joachim on Instagram, E-M-I-L-W-A-K-I-M. As soon as stand-up gets um, going again, he's really going to be one of the best someday because um, he just is. He's, he's incredible. And, um, and honestly, I am threatened by how funny your jokes are. Like I heard the one last night and I was like, fuck. You know the one I commented on after the show? Oh, oh what was that line? Just tell them. It's so funny. They're not going to hear it because you're never going to perform again. But what, what was the line? The drinking one that you said you liked? Um, it was about, yes, yes, yes. White oh, people. Uh, white people drink like they have black people problems. Yes. It was so good about how drunk white people get. So funny. Emil Joachim, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll see you on the show tomorrow, you guys. Squirt, squirt. Uh, G- jackpot. You were there for the first jackpot. I was there.
<laughs> this has been a Comedy Central podcast.